Hey everyone. Okay. Sorry about that. I like, I was like having an internal thing, like, should I fill the water? Should I not fill the water? And then I was like, yeah, I'm going to be parched if I don't. So, okay. I am so excited for today's chat as I, you know, we say, but I have a little bit of tough love, but it's not even going to come out tough. Like I can even say that usually I'm over worried that it's going to come across tough, but Today's convo is going to be a whole lot of I get it, but trust me, and that's not usually the place I speak from. So I'm going to try my best to go through it um, and cover everything because as I was taking my notes on this, I realized that this could easily be like three different Zooms in and of itself. So I want to be conscious of everyone's time. I want to be sensitive to the topic, um, but if I am not forgive me. As always, my inbox is open. Feel free to text me and we can continue the conversation together. Um, but pictures, we're going to start with the CCA picture part, the not so summer fun see, um, picture part of the Zoom. Because I think if we're going to talk about mindset and we're going to talk about things like law of attraction or wanting to believe in things you know, happening for you, whatever you choose to believe in, right? If we're terrified of pictures, it's understandable. Like it's completely justifiable and understandable. And I also have it internally wired to at first hate pictures, right? Even to this day. And I used to avoid them like the plague. That's why you see the same three quote unquote before pictures of me always. So I don't have any in existence, right? But when we're putting that out there that we don't want to be seen. I am afraid to look at myself. I can't stand the reminder of having to bear witness to my own image. Like that is such a deep thing. We brush over that a lot. I realize even in this program, we brush over that a lot. How has it taken this long to make a Zoom like this? You know? So as I was gathering the notes, I was like, I want to do this justice because this very thing is the one thing I hear on every single call, every single call I have with someone before we get into this program. Somebody mentions that they can't stand photos or that they avoid photos, you know, and I, I feel like that says a lot more than we're allowing it to. And it, it really should show us a lot more about how we feel about ourselves and this body that we're in and how important attraction is to other people that we don't even want them to be attracted to us, right? It just started to die, to turn into this, this layered thing that kind of blowing my mind. So let's start with this, this topic that came to mind. When I tell clients, I want you to take photos or any of the coaches tell clients, we want to take you to take photos a week before or after your period every four weeks or so. And we take you through the whole spiel and everything. And I think that when clients don't see big changes in that first one month side by side, that so much defeat happens. And I know I tell my coaches, be ready that first month, that one month marker, you know, either they're going to be a client that never sends you pictures, which how many of you guys are like me, um, which is okay, whatever, we'll work on it. But you're either going to be like hunting them down to take pictures or they're going to be defeated immediately. They're going to look at it, see these side by sides and be like, this is garbage. There's nothing here because they were waiting for something entirely different to be there on that photo. Tell me in the chat, which which camp have uh, any of you fallen into? Be honest. 
just avoiding the pictures altogether. Because it's not about like seeing a size difference either. That's the thing. Like these pictures take on a life of their own. It really is more of a diagnostic thing where it's like, okay, it, what areas are we looking at? You know, what clues can we see coming? And seeing nothing changing for a while, I, I didn't take photos until people were like, have you lost weight? I, even then I didn't take photos. I weighed myself. I didn't have photos until like someone took a picture of me out. And I was like, oh, that's not so bad, I guess. It was like month, like maybe eight months or so. I avoided everything. Right? So see, defeated. I forget with ADHD. I forget too. I'm, I don't even remind y'all. <laughs> we, you know, I think setting reminders, um, or if you think about it, we track our, our cycles a lot, right? Like you, I think you can put a note in the app. Like if you have, if you use like a cycle tracking app at all, I think you can put a reminder in there for like a week after your period is over. Um, or you can just do Google calendar, hunt me down or I'm not doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's so triggering to me. Pictures have literally caused me to self-harm in the past. It's hard. That's what I, and what I mean is to, to work on it is not to say this zoom is to tell people to, to send pictures or take pictures. It, it's basically means that I didn't even realize that how important it is for this to be the thing to overcome, you know, to get to be somewhere that photos have that kind of power to be somewhere where it's like, this is my body. And that's all that it means. Like there's no negative, there's no positive. It is diagnostic. That process can be long depending on what's going on, but it should be the process, you know, because there's a lot of freedom that comes with that kind of connection with your body. And we would never think of that as something as silly as a photo. For us, it's like, you look small, you look smaller, you look bigger, but it's so much more than that, you know? So a hundred percent want to validate is very triggering, you know, but I think it's it's something to work through, you know? I was definitely fine with taking photos, but definitely did not stay consistent. I wish I did. Like I said, me too. There's like three photos in existence from back in the day. Yep, when I do them, it's like 11 p.m. when no one is around. When I remember to take them, it's 11 p.m. when no one is around. Totally. Um, at the end of the what I have here, hopefully we can get through it all in one Zoom, but... Um, I have some tips on how to like the logistics behind doing this to make it easier. So, um, and in there, I put how you can set it up for yourself too. Um, I just had my first month since original submission and caught myself getting hyper-focused on comparing and feeling disappointed in myself. Yeah, no, I mean, but we're going to get into that for sure. But all of these things, like all of this power is all surrounding photos that mean nothing for our day to day. But how could we be showing up, you know, trying to prioritize if we're fearing the photo? Because that fear itself is the is like saying, I'm afraid of not being good enough. And there is no good enough. You know, that that's that's an evaluation that a lot of things in our past have created in our minds that are now evaluating and, and deciding worth based on these photos. You know, so, okay. Um, and then Corley bring up a good point too, without having a menstrual cycle, or I have a lot of clients where we're working on getting regularity where you get two in a month still, you know, so it's definitely difficult. Um, we're going to, we're going to figure all that out. All right. So when thing when clients don't see a ton of results in a month, you know, there's a, there's a few reasons why, right? Like this stuff takes time. Um, 
beyond the fact that our method of doing it, we don't seek to find everything you should change at once. Why? Because it doesn't change any faster. You're just doing more work. It's harder to get used to and nothing changes faster anyway. So people give up, right? So what's the point? Two, because you kind of don't know what somebody needs until we go through those steps. And then three, those of you who have been with me for a while now, you know, there is always a back, a backstory to what we're doing. You know, it's not just about saying no to the cookie. I, if you're working with me, you've heard me say this several times. I'm like, I don't, I'm, I'm happy that you're happy that you didn't eat the cookie, but I want to talk about the feelings. I want to talk about what you're going to have instead. You know, those are things that, that take time to kind of evolve. Um, and it's just not about dinky little discipline. We're, we're just get fired up because I'm like the diet industry just keeps on revolving. It just keeps going round and round and round. And we just keep blaming ourselves, you know, and, and uh, the fear that not blaming myself would lead me to become somebody who needed their own TLC show. Like, you know, <laughs> where I needed like a forklift to get up. I'm serious. I was literally like my OCD would go into hyperdrive about that. That might sound exaggerated, but it really is a reality in my brain that it was either I stay regimented or I go off the rails and my life is over. And that fear that was created in me, besides, of course, OCD magnifying it, it does everything. Um, it, it's just, it's not what happened. It's not what happened. That's why I created this program is because I was like, damn, that's not what happened. You know, and and I don't want to get too far off my notes because it's a very passionate topic for me. But so one, lifestyles can't be changed overnight, right? Two, this kind of goes along with that. And a lot of you have heard me talk about this before, but let's talk about the hypothalamus. This is especially important for a lot of the crowd that is going through different weight loss tactics, like weight loss surgery, like different injection weight loss medications and things like that that have come out, right? Everything in our body is kept on a baseline. It's kept running through this basic you know, realm of safety. Your temperature should be between this range, your heart rate, your metabolism, uh, all, all these different things. How your body runs top to bottom is all decided based on this baseline. And your body systems all work together to keep you in that baseline. This is all run by the hypothalamus in our brain. The hypothalamus is what re understands what needs to be queued up hormonally to keep you in this base you know, level. So what happens is it does this with weight as well. And with this, if you lose weight faster than your hypothalamus has a chance to keep up with, it's going to wake up one day and it's going to say, wait a second. The way is completely different. The way you're eating is completely different. Your this is different. That is different. Everything's off all of a sudden. And your hypothalamus's only job, because it doesn't know good, bad, whatever. It doesn't know what size Kim Kardashian is these days and what you should aspire to be, you know, if, if it's if it's the big ass era or not. Like your body is literally just there to tell you, here's how we keep you alive. Right. So if one day it wakes up and here it is at 200 something pounds, right? Keeping you alive. And it wakes up and you're now all of a sudden 160. Your hypothalamus will do everything it can to make you get back to baseline. This does not adjust quickly. 
So if it, if everyone's like, you know, it's kind of like when I first heard this, I had an internal desire to reject it. Like I just couldn't believe it. It, I don't know why, like it would, it should have made me feel a lot better about all the ups and downs I had had throughout my life with all, you know, living with what I realized as an adult was an eating disorder all throughout my life, you know, um, it made a lot of sense, but I still felt like I had to fight it and reject it. Probably that fear that I would go off the rails if I didn't like condemn myself to be super strict. So the, I want to hear what you guys think, first of all, about the HP axis, because that's crazy. Is it not? And how many of you have experienced that? All of a sudden, you start allowing yourself things that you weren't allowing yourself before, and then they're leading into binges. And maybe not all at once, but a whole weekend. And then a week of, well, I have to go food shopping. I just have to get back on track. And then comes another week of, I don't know what's wrong with me. I know what I got to do. I just don't know why I can't do it. How long are we going to think it's all just because we're a bunch of undisciplined sissies? Like, honestly, that just love the taste of, I don't even know, like the food we're eating is not even like decadent stuff, right? It's just like carbier basic stuff than you used to eat. Doesn't make sense why you're going for all that. Doesn't make sense why all of a sudden you just, you don't want to go do things anymore. You want to kind of stay in and you want to keep to yourself and you want to go for your comfort foods and your comfort routines. There is a reason that that happens. That is your body thinking that you're in the middle of a catastrophe and it's got to get you back to your baseline to keep you alive. It doesn't know any better based on society's standards. And if binging and dieting and all that, you know, the culture of hating ourselves because we like food, you know, or I don't even know if it's we like food because we just, most of us don't even know how to feed ourselves, you know, when we start this stuff is it just screws it all up. It screws it all up. So when you take a picture and in a month, you're expecting to see a totally different body. If you did, you could count on it going right back to the way it was. So it's not even a good thing to see a huge change right away. That, that's not a good sign. You know, like if you went to the doctor and said, I've lost 30 pounds in X amount of time and I've changed absolutely nothing. And I'm just, they'd be like, oh my God, something's wrong. Like something's going on, you know, but we, they get so convoluted and lost because the best thing in the world is to be a thin woman, especially, you know, you present female on this planet, you better be thin. You can't be gross. And it just perpetuates this trap that, that we're in, you know? So without getting off my, my uh, path here, because again, I could talk about this forever. Tell me your thoughts about the HP axis. Because a lot of you have heard me say this before already, you know, in our own private conversations, but it, it could be defeating if we want to look at it that way. Or it could be that it's like, wow, my body does actually want me to take care of myself. Like my body's out here fighting with me. It's sick too. Like it's trying to get better. And I'm like, I, I, I'm, I don't want to fight it. It doesn't want to fight me. You know, it's, it's just not about what society tells us. And unfortunately, we all want to get out of that place where people judge our bodies as fast as possible. I understand. We want to get out of the place where we judge our bodies as fast as possible. But let me ask you this. To, to someone who loses a tremendous amount of weight and stays very thin for a long time, do you not think that that's on their mind 24-7? Do you think because they're thin now, they don't have to remain consumed with the idea of never going back to where they were and making sure they're always perfect. They're, it, it's, the size doesn't get the relief. 
It just doesn't happen. So let's see. Another reason why this takes time. The weight isn't there because it's all fat because you eat a Popeye's all the time. Like, again, we have the most negative view of ourselves and food and bodies. And like, if we're not thin enough, we're not good enough. We don't look the way we should. You know, and for my for my clients who are um, going to be listening to this, who have lean PCOS, you faced it the other way, telling you to be more curvy. You look like a little girl. You look like, you know, like I've heard some of the most awful things. And this is as someone who grew up as a fat child. Like, and I have been heartbroken by some of the things that I've heard said to clients who want to put on weight, you know, and all of us are just sitting out here feeling like crap about our bodies and not knowing how to feed ourselves the best way. So the photo isn't going to be there because it's like, oh, see, I couldn't lose enough weight because I'm gross. Oh, because I eat so badly. This is why this looks this way. Like there's so much more to that. I'll tell you the clients that I've had, even with my binging clients, even with my binging clients, because it's not like they're binging every single meal every, all day, every single day. You know, that one binge that week can make someone feel guilty enough for a month, right? But a lot of times it's like very few. I want to say like for every 10 clients I get, maybe one is, is the client that like eats something quote unquote bad, like something very sweet or something fast food or something like societally deemed as bad per day. You know, we're really hard on ourselves. So when you're looking at that picture and you're not seeing a lot changing, all of this mental mess is what you're wishing would be changed for you in that photo. You're hoping that that photo gives you some kind of reason to believe that you can continue thinking that this could be the way. But that's still putting a time limit on, on things that nobody said it should take this time, this amount of time. We're just like, we want it done as quick as possible. Trust me, I get it. But that will mess, mess your mind up. Another reason this takes time, mental stuff is way harder to fix than diet. And I'm not saying it because you can't follow directions. When I have clients who listen to the diet stuff we tell them, like the dietary changes we tell them, like to a T, like they are writing everything down. They are finding the recipes. They are buying the substitutes. They are check, check, and check. Never an issue. Never a negative text. Proud at every time we talk. I am so worried <laughs> when I have those clients. And I know my coaches are too. You know, when we talk, when we have our monthly meetings, we'll be like, how can we get through to this person? Because it's, listen, I appreciate effort. I do. But effort, I was about to say effort doesn't impress me. Effort does impress me. But just following directions still worries me. It doesn't comfort me, I should say. Because why? It ends. It always ends. And my worry is that we spend X amount of months together on best behavior without ever finding the thing that makes it end, the thing that makes it all crap again, the thing that makes you go right back into the swing of it. My worry is that I'm just another one of those things in between the giving up, you know? So best behavior like, I'm not looking at these photos because I expect you to have a big difference from month to month. None of my coaches are looking at your pictures thinking this, ever. We just want to see how things are going. We just want to have a document, a paper trail, so to speak, of doing these things together. You know, but it feels a lot heavier than that. Mental stuff takes time because if you gained this stuff as a kid, 
what do you think a month and you're good? I wish, are you kidding me? You know how much I would have saved in therapy, you know, but it just doesn't work like that. Now it's not going to take you the same amount of time to, to recover because you had to live through the, that time to get to where you are now, you know? So that's good. You, you are in a place of support. You're actively trying to change this. So you're automatically in the right place for it to take less time, but you can't expect it to be showing up in a picture in one month to, to fix all of the things that plague you. That's what I really care that we fix while you're here. I don't care if someone's dieting the first week, you know, like, look at me, look at my perfect log, look at my fiber, my carbs, my, I don't care. Like, I feel like how many grams of this? I, to, you remember when we got rid of that? Who's been with me long enough to remember when we got rid of macros and grams and stuff like that? I'll give a guesstimate sometimes. My coaches will give a range. But if you notice that we're very lax, it's because it really doesn't matter to the non-diabetic body. You know, like, you ate 10 grams more. Woo, you'll be fine. You know, so pictures are just diagnostic for us. They're not going to be dramatically different for a while. Okay. So let's see. Last reason that I want to point out, you will want these one day. I promise you, you will feel proud. You will feel proud. And our goal is to get you to the point, not because you're feeling proud because you see such a difference in those pictures, but even if it's for the fact that you can look at those pictures and not absolutely hate yourself, that is something to be proud of. It's like what I was mentioning in the beginning. It's something to work on to get to the point where think, nothing has a hold on you about yourself like that, especially not a photo, especially not a photo when you're on old and looking like Rose from Titanic one day, you're going to look back and be like, remember? When she looked at her drawing and she was like, what a dish. You're going to look at it and be like, what a dish. Too bad I was miserable. I bet you've done that with photos from the past already. So trust me. I wish all the time, all the, especially video. I don't have any videos of, I mean, like also my young formative years, like my twenties were kind of before the popularity of everyone taking photos and videos of everything before all of that. Thank God. <laughs> but now looking back, I'm like, couldn't I have gotten one grainy video, just one video of me being sleepy as hell when I shouldn't have been sleepy or like hiding my stomach behind a pillow at a gathering or like wearing a full outfit in the middle of 90 degree heat next to the pool, like pants, button up shirt, whole nine. I didn't even think I had a hat, you know, none of it lives. And I wish for it all the time because I am damn proud now when I walk around in uh, uh, my, my bra and shorts, you can't see because I'm on here, but I walk around with my bra and shorts out in my yard and I don't give a damn. I wish that I had a video to throw that back to. So trust me. It more than you think, if, if you try to train your mindset about it, it's a good thing to have these things, these, these, this documentation. Okay. So number two, the way you take pictures is important. Okay. So you, there's no way to get it hundred percent the same in one picture or the other. You look at yourselves every single day. You, I don't care if you have the most men's a smart Friggin' photographic memory, it's like, I don't care. You're not gonna remember. It doesn't calculate measurements and, and compose how much space is being taken up. There is no way, you need a visual comparison. You're not gonna do it based on just eyesight. Also, you're literally your harshest critic. 
Why would you trust your own eyesight to see, oh, I see a difference. I bet other people will see a difference before you do. So there's that. So when you are going to take these pictures, you want to eliminate as much noise as possible to compare, right? Meaning same distance away that you're going to do from one photo through all the rest. This is diagnostic. So we're just trying to remove all the variables here. Same clothing, same pose, same arms, same way. If you can put your hair up in the first one, put them up in the next. You want the only difference to be what is happening to your body. And that does not mean size difference. That means skin. That means um, texture. That means, you know, discoloration changes. That means hair thickness. Like all of that is what we look at. So you don't want it to be some like very hard to register picture because you just want to get it done and get it sent. What's the point then? That's not going to make it any easier because it's going to be even harder when you go to try and take another one next month and there's no way to compare it to something else because you can't duplicate it. You're going to feel even worse because you're already thinking nothing changed. So if, if it's between doing some like little crunch down picture, you know, like that, that's this, this big um, or nothing, nothing. It's, it sucks, but it's better because I don't want it to make you upset the following month, you know, it'll be too hard to match up. Um, clothing, you want to go for, you, you know, again, like I, it could be like, I'm looking at a foot, an elbow or whatever. Like I've seen these pictures so many times over the course of years now that and I'm not judging anyone. I'm not like, ew, you know, like I'm, it's diagnostic. So um, clothing, you don't want it to be something that's like super baggy defeats the purpose. Can't see what's, can't see that what's going on. Can't see from time to time. I mean, if you want to also have pictures in a shirt and see how the shirt fits you and how it changes, go for it. But you should have like short of being naked on there. Like you should have some kind of picture that just clearly defines like what's going on. Okay. Um, and then keep that outfit, keep it to the side. And just, that's the thing you wear for these set of photos. Like we're trying to eliminate any variables. Okay, because it is not about anything other than just documenting. Um, someone that I know used to do this. I've never done this. I just picked the same wall and it's blank. But um, if you put an X on the floor, like in tape, you get painter's tape. So it doesn't damage finishes or anything. You put like a little X on the floor and that's like, that's your spot. So this way, you know, like, okay, here's where the, my feet go. I always stand right here, this far back from the wall, this, far, you know, do them at the same time. So you want to do them at the same time, um, the same time. You don't have to do them exactly the same time. Do them in the morning. You want to do them in the morning before you eat anything. Um, preferably if you could poop, you know, just have the best blank canvas kind of thing to go based on. Um, like I said, a week before, a week after your period. Posture is really important for these. You don't have to have great posture, but again, you just want to kind of try to have the same posture as you did the first time throughout as much similarity as you can. Okay. Um, don't suck in and look like a deer in the headlights in your first photos because the daunting nature of doing them, it's second nature. I totally get it. Totally get it because who the hell is going to go, okay, take a picture, you know, but you're just kind of screwing yourself out of seeing the true results in the end. Cause also you're going to have to suck in the same exact way, every single picture. And 
you're seeing your body stretching. You're not actually seeing your body at that point. So, and then it's hard to, to line up torso is the same. Like when you suck in your torso looks completely different than when it's at rest. Duh. Right. But when you're trying to have two pictures side by side and you're trying to make it so that the heads are the same size, the arms are the same size, everything's the same, except what we're looking at. And one torso is this long and one torso is this long because someone's forward and the other one out like this. It's, it's so hard to see what's happening, you know? Okay. So my hope for that section is just to show you how diagnostic it is. Okay. And then I'm going to tell you how to help. And then I'm going to conclude with the last one because the last one's a little bit deep. Okay. So how to help, right? So what did I write here? For those of you who are cringing hard at this, text me and remind me that we are going to talk about this on our next call, okay? I don't mean that it's like most important thing and we're not gonna deal with anything else, but it should be a priority because that's a big weight to bear, to, to, to have such a feeling of even bearing witness to yourself. Like that's sad, you know, like let's, let's make that better. Um, everything could only be better if that's better. So, and then, <clears throat> In the meantime, if this could help, set up a tripod. They have them so cheap now. I feel like I'm lagging. They have them so cheap now. Um, get like a little tripod or something and set it up in the same place, right? Take your picture from far away. Send it to me and your coach. Like put us in a group chat. Send it to us. Just ask if it's good in terms of the angle, like if it's too far down or if it's going to make it a, a problem to use in the future. We'll tell you. Chances are it'll be all right. And then once we get it and we've confirmed it, delete it from your phone, delete it from our conversation. If you want, like we'll have it saved, you know, and you do not have to look at it again. You don't have to look at it until you're asking to look for it. Right. And we will not share anything ever. The only time we share is when we ask and someone's like, sure. Or if they tell us ahead of time, like it's fine to share. Um, but we don't just share whatever you send us. It's not our property or anything. So, um, Couple pose, I tell everyone this secret. My cup, my favorite couple's pose, all right? So I, I should have him demonstrate this with me. Oh, this summer, if you are matched up, there's gonna be more couples pose, couples poses, right? But you wanna have your partner stand facing the camera, right? And then you're going to come from either side, whichever you want. And basically you're going to like come and like try to hug them and then turn your like body this way a little bit, like keep your shoulders here, but like kind of turn this way. And then your partner is going to put their arm around your shoulders here. So it'll look like you're kind of like embracing in a way it's going to feel very awkward, but it comes out looking very natural. My Facebook um, profile picture is an example. I, if you now looked at all my pictures of me and Nick, it is my favorite pose because my neurodivergent self will be way overstimulated when it comes time for photos and it helps having a default. I just have a default go-to. I don't have to think about it, assume the position and get and just take the photo without having all this stimulus around that kind of is a lot at that time. You know, so if you have any questions on that pose, I don't know. I hope I'm explaining it. People on Spotify are gonna be like, what the hell? Um, but let me know if you need help. That's my favorite go-to. What else do I have written down here? The going out process. Uh, I've said this in a couple of Zooms, but this is my absolute 
This is really, really important, okay? Find an outfit that is comfortable, uh, like is literally just physically comfy on your body. And two, is cute on the hanger. Comfy on your body, cute on the hanger is all that matters. You know why? Because there's nothing you're gonna put on that's gonna make you look like a Jenner. There's nothing you're gonna put on that's gonna make you look like you don't have all the things that you don't like about yourself there anymore. So if we're waiting for that to happen with clothing, you know, how many times have you put something on that you do feel good in? You look at it in the mirror, you stand in a way in which you will never stand the rest of that night, right? Everybody does it. I don't care. You know it. Everybody does the whole, like you stand like, like you're posing and that's cool. But like you ever get a picture taken of you and you look at that picture and you get really upset because you're like, I thought I looked so much better than that. You don't look bad. You just thought that you'd look like you did in your mirror at home with the lighting and the posing and the, the right angles and paying attention to what you want, you know, and that just doesn't happen when you're in public. The things you don't want are unfortunately what glares out at us. So comfy on the body, cute on the hanger, all that matters. You're not going to look unkempt because, you know, as long as you make sure of those two things um, and then just get ready without a mirror. I know it sounds crazy. What's the worst that's going to happen? You don't like the way you look when you're staring at the mirror. What is the worst that's going to happen? You know what's going to happen? You're going to have a lot less stress when you go out that night because you focused on cute on the body, um, comfy on the hanger, cute on the body. Those are covered. You know you look put together, right? So if you already know you're not going to look, you might miss a stain on your shirt. Yeah, but if you can't get rid of the stain, right? What's the point? <laughs> um, now, if you mean like beforehand, definitely inspect the garment, make sure there's no stain. I have definitely been really excited for an outfit to put it on and find out that I have a stain. It's the worst. It's the worst. Especially now that I'm painting a lot. I found like random paint on stuff and it pissed me off. But anyway, cute on the hanger, comfy on the body, get ready without a mirror. If you need a mirror for your makeup, your hair, whatever, use a little mirror to do the part of your face that you're doing at, a at that time. Again, this isn't going to be like, oh, I listened to Michelle and I look like crap. You're, how could you? If you picked cute stuff and you're like, I don't know, like showered, ready to go, you know, like how much worse could you look than the version that makes you cry and take apart your closet and show up an hour late and all that. Like how bad could it be comparatively, you know? And then when people start doing this, they start getting surprised. They get more compliments when they're out, they feel better and they start feeling better about pictures more because they're not focused on like, Oh, I better fool everybody into thinking that I look like Beyonce tonight. You know, like the jig is up. You look how you look just go out feeling better, you know, and, and you'll look better too. So um, pictures, when you don't, don't do the prom pose, don't do it. I know, I get it. I try to stick my shoulder out and show that definition, try to pop the collarbone. I know, but 2008 prom is not the thing. So, and like my prom was in 2008, you know? So instead, what you're going to do is focus on looking like you're having a good time. It, unless it's like a serious photo, which would be like weird if like you're out at a party and someone's like, take a somber photo, you know, but like try to go with the vibe of the moment and just look like you're having a good time. You're going to look better. 
you'll be posed like you're living life, not like you're sitting in front of a rounded lens, hoping that you don't look bad. Right. So you'll be living your life. You know, you'll probably have different angles to you. You'll look like you're having, you're not as like static, right. And just stiff. Um, and you'll look like you're having a good time. So even if you don't love the way you look, you're going to love your memory of that memory because you have a photo, you have photo evidence of it. And you could remember that you had a good time. What good would it be if you looked great having an awful time? Why even have that picture, right? It's all about making memories, especially when kids and stuff like that are involved. Like have a good time with your kids and take a photo of it. Your kids aren't going to be like, oh, that was fun, but mom looked fat. Like, no, they're going to be like, mom had a great time with us. Like, I really am glad that we have these photos. I had like no photos growing up, like with my, with my mom. She hated pictures. I think about that all the time. Like that's something I really, I mean, thanks social media job for kind of desensitizing me to pictures, but I think about that a lot. Um, I don't know, again, it's a deep OCD thought, but you, you ever go to awake and you see, that's a weird way to open up. You ever go to awake, but like you ever go to awake and see like all the photos on the boards and it makes me sad to think that there's like, there's a lot of people that got no photos for their, those boards because they were worried about their body. And those people in that room will, will want those photos way more than they would have ever wanted you to have a different body. And like, that really sticks with me, especially in a day and age where photos are so easily accessible that it just kind of breaks my heart, you know, that we feel that badly about ourselves. So, okay, I know I said I was going to deal with the more practical stuff before getting deep, but let's segue into the last point here. What are you actually looking for in the photo when you're looking at it to compare and find it? Are, are you looking to see evidence of illness getting better? I know we say yes, but if you look at it and expect a big change, then maybe not. You know, what are you looking for? Proof that you should keep trying? Keep trying what? To be nice to yourself, to take care of yourself, to do good things for your body so your body feels well. Why do you need a result to promote that to you? Because that feels good when you do that, regardless of what your body's like, right? So regardless, I lost my tripod, by the way. So water bottle is also the tripod. Um, but, you know, I, I've been journaling a lot after the um, miscarriage and everything because I've been wanting to post about it, but having a bit of writer's block. So I've been just trying to journal it, trying to process everything, right? And one of the things that I wrote down was like, you're someone's mom. Like, that's it. Like, that's just such a powerful statement to me. You know, like you're someone's mom. Like, even if you want to have kids, those of you who don't want to have kids, I have something for you too in a minute. Don't worry. But like those of you who do want to have kids, whether you have them now or you, or like you want to one day, you're someone's mom, you know? So like, would you want your kids to have the same amount of determination and resolve that you do to continue to like yourself, to like your body, to have good memories, to feel good and everything? Like, does that match what you hope they have one day? I'm not saying that to make you feel like crap if it doesn't. I'm just saying it like that should be a goal. To, to get to that point for that reason too. You know, if we're the examples that they learn from, is that, are we teaching what we want to teach? And, and again, I'm, I don't even have a kid running around and I just really feel like, when are we going to wait to do that? Like learn that, 
when they're here already and we're in survival mode, that's when we're going to be, you know, kind to ourselves and taking care of ourselves and everything. No, well, we have to focus on keeping them alive. We're going to focus on keeping ourselves happy and sane. No. So if now, if not now, then when, when we've missed their childhood, because we were afraid that someone would get a picture of us on the beach. Well, you know, they were ecstatic because it was our first time on the beach. And there's a picture of the kid, like a precious moments doll on the sand by themselves. The kid's not by themselves. It's got like five family members running around behind them. Jump on in the photo, you know? So, and those of you who don't have, don't want kids, like totally valid, fine, right? Do you like BS your friends and the people you love and care about when you tell them like to keep going and everything will be okay and that they deserve good things and that they're, they're deserve to go for their dreams or what they want and to keep you just like anything good you tell them are you bsing them are you just saying something so they don't jump off a building and it's your fault like what, what's your motive because if your motive is being is genuine then you got to walk the walk you you know you got to talk the talk you got to do that same extend it to yourself you have i'm sure that we have, we have so many reasons why that's not innate and that just takes time to work on it's not going to be natural but if you're not bsing the people you care about then you should be able to be able to look at a picture and not see it be a measure of how good or bad of a person you are, you know? Stop looking at the scale and start practicing what you preach because that's like anything we're trying to believe that we have a lot of like trauma and reasons that we don't, we're not just gonna like, the belief isn't just gonna catch up to us, tap us on the shoulder and be like, hey, and then that's it. We believe it now. Like. I, I say this a lot lately, and that is like belief comes before the doing or no. What's the friggin phrase I've been saying? Belief doesn't come before the doing. I was close. Belief doesn't come before the doing. You know, sometimes you just got to kind of put it out there, push into it, feel the discomfort, journal about the discomfort, vent about the discomfort, process it, feel it and let it go. Sometimes that's what needs to happen before you can believe something. Because otherwise you have years of, of things proving you should believe differently, that those pictures are bad and you're gross and you shouldn't do that and you should be thinner and should, 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 should. Blech. To get through that and believe it, you first got to do it. And, you know, again, this doesn't mean I, everyone get off the Zoom and go take pictures of yourself and force yourself into a breakdown about it. Like, no, no. If I had a squirt ball, like, shh, no. But. What I do mean is that I hope you leave the Zoom with a new perspective as to how much power we hear about food having power over us. We hear about social media having power over us, but just the act of, of our cell, of our image being documented. I think that has such a strong hold on us that if you can get through that, that'll open up a lot more room on your mental plate, I think, for other things. And we just deserve to not feel horror over our own image, you know? So again, it feels impossible to cover everything, go into the depth on this that I want to on one call, but if you can see we're already at 45 minutes and I don't think I could pay attention beyond 45 minutes. So what I do want to know though, is how, what everyone feels about this Zoom topic. Um, I saw the, the chat going off and I knew to be able to get through this, I couldn't check the chat comments, but I hope that you text me privately recap it with me let's continue this conversation 
continue it in the general chat if you guys want so we can talk amongst ourselves and build up some community around it, you know, because there is no shame in feeling this way. It's just we deserve to work towards it not staying. Okay. So <laughs> you are welcome, Alexis, for being called out on your BS. So have a good night, everybody. Um, and I hope to talk to you guys soon. All right.